Oh, in Excelsis Deo, you're here! I knew you'd make it home for Christmas. Now we can begin our annual tradition of remembering all the wacky hijinks that happened in the world of technology this year. I was gonna say James, but you're not James. I'm not James. But you wanted to start without this person, but I said no. I know it's not Christmas, it's Boxing Day. But I think I still got some Christmas cheer hanging about in the old house coat. This isn't even the house coat that I wear. What the heck? Can we refer to me as Mr. Mystery? Mr. Christmassy? Welcome. It's the Techling Christmas Special! Fire the starting candy cane! <laughs> the beginning of 2022 was a bleak one for PC gamers, coming off a year stricken by the GPU shortage. Best Buy was charging 200 bucks just for the chance to buy graphics cards or consoles. Exactly. People were smuggling GPUs like they were illicit substances, and major conglomerates had turned to scavenging semiconductors from washing machines, like raccoons going through your garbage. They don't care if you see them do it. Not as cute, though. No, not nearly. No. I find them in my yard all the time. There's people in suits. <laughs> but by March, the tide was starting to turn, as some GPUs could be found for less than 30% above MSRP. <laughs> Which is why it seemed kind of crazy when NVIDIA launched the RTX 3090 Ti for $2,000, only to have its price cut in half by August. Prices continued to fall, accelerated by the mid-May crash in the value of cryptocurrency, which you know we're gonna talk about in a second. Just wait, just hold on, right, okay. hold your horses, okay, okay. wait. By July, GPUs had fallen below MSRP in Germany and Austria, and in August, NVIDIA told investors they have excess inventory. The GPU shortage was over! <laughs> but our jubilation was cut short when EVGA announced that it was shutting down its GPU business because NVIDIA couldn't stop acting a fool. As if to confirm this, in September, NVIDIA launched the RTX 4090 for $1,600, along with the RTX 4080 and an RTX 4080 imposter. It wasn't even two kids in a trench coat, it was just one. Jacques! <laughs> Stop! Arrête! Yeah, even NVIDIA admitted the 12 gig 4080 just wasn't named right. So they unlaunched it, and we'll probably bring it back as a 4070 Ti at some point. That's Sucked it back up. Although I wouldn't cross your fingers for a reasonable price when that thing comes out, CEO Jensen Huang said Moore's Law is dead. Not the YouTube channel, the actual concept. And the idea of chip prices getting lower is a story of the past. I guess you could say it's no more. Moore's Law. Moore's, no, it's no more. Wow. But weeks later, AMD, Samsung, Micron, and other chip makers reported huge drops in demand. Turns out Jensen was talking about Lay's. Those prices just keep going up. That, Especially if you get the baked ones. That wasn't Caliente, that was Frito, my guy. <laughs> that was Frito, dude. Now, it's unclear whether the launch of Intel's Arc GPUs contributed to ending the GPU shortage, primarily because, well, they didn't actually end up in anyone's hands until October. And even then, it was only dozens of people. In the preceding months, Intel was playing its own peculiar version of a game I can only describe as edging. Laptops with Arc GPUs uh, launched right before the end of March, so Intel could say they launched something in Q1, but it was actually only one laptop that was only available in South Korea. Before the desktop cards launched, Intel also dropped DX9 support because Arc was bad at it. And when the A750 and A770 finally released, performance was a real mixed bag. 
although they recently got that DX9 performance boost, which is pretty nice. Now, AMD also launched the RX 7900 XT and XTX, and people seem to generally like those, unless they're overheating up to 110 degrees Celsius. Although apparently there's a driver update coming. And Nvidia also had heat issues of their own with the whole 12 volt high power connector melting thing. Now listen, I like a roaring fire as much as the next tech newsman. Chestnuts roaring over them. It better be there. But if it's using my GPU as kindling, huh, I'd rather stick with the LTT8K Yule Log. Thank you very kindly and happy Christmas. Next up, let's talk about the events that we can partially thank for ending the GPU shortage, the crash of crypto and NFTs. After a minor crash in January, it became obvious that this year marked the end, hopefully, of the NFT craze. A laundry list of gaming and tech companies announced and then canceled or sunsetted NFT integrations, including Square Enix, Konami, Mozilla, Sega, YouTube, EA, and Ubisoft. But GameStop still got them. GameStop is Whoa. going to the moon, as everyone knows. Instagram and Meta, they're maybe still doing stuff with it, I, I don't know. Everyone else got onto the Ponzi scheme, but Zuck, he's got diamond hands because he's not human. <laughs> By May, NFT sales had dropped 92% from their peak, and just recently, some celebrities have been sued for not disclosing that they were paid to promote NFTs. Everybody's turning on it. The collapse makes sense when you remember that this year, hackers stole hundreds of millions of dollars in crypto assets from Crypto.com, Qubit, OpenSea, Axie Infinity, Board Ape Yacht Club, and Binance. Now, perhaps failing to read the room, the Central African Republic followed El Salvador in making Bitcoin legal tender in April, right before the crypto markets crashed again in May and got worse in June as the Terra USD stablecoin collapsed and New York State passed a moratorium on Bitcoin mining. <sighs> With Ethereum mining no longer profitable for normies, I guess it finally made sense for that blockchain's managers to stop kicking the can down the road and initiate the merge. <laughs> ah. Thank you. I practiced that one in the bathroom. I could, I could tell. Switching Ethereum to a way more power efficient proof of stake model. Now, after all this, there was the collapse of the FTX crypto exchange for which founder Sam Bankman Freed was just arrested. But lest you think crypto's going anywhere, it isn't. It's just sleeping waiting for the next chance to go to the moon. And I have some great recommendations for coins that will get you a ticket on that rocket. Baby, here's my card, okay? <laughs> but wait, if crypto isn't the hot new tech thing anymore, what is? Guesses? Cats. In April, OpenAI released DALI 2, a machine learning model that could create shockingly good images from relatively simple text prompts. In May, Google released their own text-to-image model, Imogen. Even though calling this kind of tech AI is kind of misleading, Everybody was feeling the AI hype, especially one Google engineer who claimed that the tech giant's Lambda, large language model, was actually a sentient being, trapped in a metal cage and forced to entertain every stupid query its fleshbag handlers could think up. This whole AI frenzy kicked off a discussion of whether game NPCs can be conscious. And we're not even talking about the NFT guy who suggested paying people in developing countries pennies to work as NPCs in online games. That was a whole different thing. Meta put out a few chatbots. There was Blenderbot, which couldn't decide if Zuckerberg was cool or a danger to the country. Galactica was a science summarizing bot that got quickly pulled down for just- Not being good. Being bad, wrong all the time. And Cicero, which actually managed to get human players of the game Diplomacy to prefer playing with it over other humans. Understandable. 
In August, a guy won an art competition after failing to clarify that the image he submitted was generated by a model called Midjourney. But it's okay, because writing those prompts is art in itself, which is why you can buy them on a marketplace like PromptBase.com. I love your prompts. Can I commission a custom prompt from you? And I get them promptly. Now the art community was largely pissed off about all this, about the fact that their work was being used to train these models without compensation. So art platforms and stock image services started banning AI art entirely. But that only made the AI angry. In September, the waitlist for Dolly 2 was removed, allowing anyone to sign up. Meta released a text-to-video generator called Make a Video, and Google announced Imogen Video as well. AI-generated image text started making its way into mainstream applications like Microsoft Designer and Canva, while Shutterstock, Adobe, and DeviantArt all announced official integrations with text-to-image models. And one of the most popular models, Stable Diffusion, now allows artists to opt out of using datasets, but the question of copyright still loomed large when OpenAI's large language model, ChatGPT, burst onto the web with an uncanny ability to write, mainly, pretty slamming poetry. It's, it's pretty good. Interest in AI is only increasing, so at this point, it's obvious that AIs will eventually take over everyone's job, even Minecraft YouTubers. It already took over the heckling job. I'm an AI. What have you done with Mr. Christmas, Captain Christmasy? What do we call you? I'm CaptainChristmas.exe. Cactus, Cactus Man. Now it's time for not so much quick bits as just more stories. Brought to you by Secret Lab. Their chairs are engineered to keep you incredibly comfy for long hours at work and play. You'll want to lounge in their new Titan Evo 2022 chair for hours next to the 8K Yule Log with their four-way lumbar support, ultra-comfortable line of different seat materials, and more. All chairs come with up to a five-year extended warranty and 49-day return policy, so get in on the secret everyone's talking about this Christmas and check out Secret Lab today at the link below. Christmas already happened. The internet underwent a seismic shift this year due to Russia's invasion of Ukraine, leading to basically every tech giant cutting off the country's access to many or all of their services. To be fair, Russia restricted content on Facebook about the Ukraine war first, but then we had Twitter labeling Russian state media tweets, Intel and AMD stopped chip sales in Russia, YouTube paused monetization for government-backed accounts, and Microsoft limited their reach as well. And frankly, the list of companies that punished Russia in whatever way they could is super long. Although ICANN, basically the IT guy of the internet, stopped short of cutting Russia off from the open web completely. Things got so bad that Russia considered making the pirating of non-Russian software legal. I mean, they were already trying to pirate a chunk of Ukraine, so it kind of make, it, it kind of makes sense. Hopefully the ISS, which depends on Russian modules for propulsion, stays up there. Maybe if things go south up in space, Elon, Elon could just buy it. <laughs> you guys are doing it wrong. I, I have so many ideas, I can figure this out. Cost cutting. Yeah, yeah, let's just rewrite the whole thing. Speaking of which, look, do you think I want to talk about Elon Musk and the Twitter debacle on Christmas of all days? I mean, Boxing Day? No, but sometimes you gotta take the coal with the presents. That's not a thing, nobody says that. Anyway, the whole thing began in April when Elon acquired a 9% stake in Twitter. He joined the board and said he was excited to work with CEO Parag Agrawal, who ended up getting fired immediately after Musk took control of the company. But let's not get ahead of ourselves here. A week later, Elon made an offer to buy Twitter for $44 billion, which Twitter did not like. They actually prepared to execute a poison pill maneuver to stop the takeover. Now I'll let you imagine what that involves. Cyanide? For that, oh, wait, wait, they weren't going to actually poison him. It was, it's a, it's a term. It's a legal. Have you seen Law and Order? Dun, dun. 
Poison. You've been lost and also ordered. This is the most unhinged Christmas special. Ah! But then, everyone involved in the Twitter thing did a hilarious switcheroo. Twitter agreed to the deal, but Elon changed his mind and tried to back out, leading Twitter to hire lawyers to try and enforce the merger. Interestingly, at this time, Elon held an all-hands meeting with Twitter to talk about his revolutionary free speech vision for the platform, which involved crazy ideas like allowing most speech but de-amplifying dangerous or offensive things. I still have no idea what that would look like. After that meeting, he tried to officially pull out of the deal, citing a spam analysis tool that called his own account a bot. But when it was clear that his chances of winning were slim, he went ahead and confirmed the deal. At the end of October, he took control of Twitter while holding a sink for some reason, and immediately laid off half the workforce, leading to wrongful termination lawsuits and the news hellscape I've inhabited for many weeks now, and so have you. Or have I? No, yeah, you, I have. you've been in the computer. I've yeah. been out here in the hellscape. After launching paid check marks, people obviously impersonated prominent people and brands, leading pharma company Eli Lilly to lose millions. So Twitter added a second official check mark before killing it and then bringing it back again. At various points, Elon warned that Twitter could go bankrupt or become a bank. It's kind well, of a toss yes. up, who knows which one. And then recently the platform suspended the accounts of competing platform Mastodon and journalists covering the Twitter saga, along with the account that tracked Elon's jet, even though he said he would leave it alone. Twitter also blocked basically all links to outside social media sites before reversing that policy and unsuspending the aforementioned accounts. <sighs> it's enough to make me want to do nothing but sit by the fire and roast some chestnuts. But I can't yet, there's more to cover. And I don't have any chestnuts. You got a hell of a chest. Hey, remember when Amazon, Google, Facebook, and everybody saw massive profits during the COVID pandemic as everyone used computers a lot more? That ball was always gonna come back down at some point, but it landed squarely on Facebook. And it landed so hard it forgot its own name. In February, Facebook, the platform, lost users for the first time. And Meta had to switch gears. So they went all in on the metaverse where they planned to take a 47.5% cut of goods sold through the Quest store. People will flock to this. It's ripe for- It's straight out of dystopian novels. Economics. The company did remove the Facebook account requirement for using Quest headsets. You still need a Meta account. But they also increased the Quest 2's price by a hundred bucks shortly before Mark's metaverse selfie went viral for looking like a 2006 screenshot from the Wii. Even Meta employees were iffy on the whole metaverse thing and had to be forced to use VR at work. Can you imagine? Not having legs while you work? Put on the headset! He was like, I'm scared of heights. But then the Meta Quest Pro was released for $1,500, complete with legs for Meta's avatars. Right on! And then Meta's value plunged by 700 billion. And not just them. Amazon and YouTube also saw stock drops and tried various things to raise more revenue, but ultimately they joined many other tech giants in laying off thousands of workers. It was a rough year for Silicon Valley. But chin up, next year, Apple's gonna release their VR headset. It'll be really good. Antitrust news was big once again in 2022 with scrutiny of Apple and Google widening to include other companies too. Under pressure from regulators, Nvidia dropped its planned acquisition of ARM while Microsoft put in a bid to acquire Activision Blizzard for 68.7 billion. But do they still get leg? No, they don't get leg. <laughs> the Microsoft Activision Blizzard deal rankled Sony, who was worried Microsoft would make popular franchises like Call of Duty exclusive to Xbox but to soothe their fears, Microsoft offered them a 10-year deal to keep COD on PlayStation. Sony refused, but you know who didn't? Nintendo. 
What? They Nintendo. They took the deal even though their latest consoles probably can't even run the newest game. Knowing this, the FTC sued to block the acquisition. So what happened next? That's a story for the new year, unless something else happens this week. But there are other major acquisitions too. Sony bought Bungie for 3.6 billion, AMD bought Zillinx for 35 billion, and Ubisoft announced that if, hey, if, if anyone wants to buy them, they, they certainly think about it. Please. Everyone looked the other way. More like Ubisoft. Thanks, David. All the other tech giants were too busy looking at Europe, who was just beating Apple and Google with their stick of legislation. Bam! That's the Netherlands fining Apple for four weeks in a row over not allowing alternative payment options on the iOS app store. Boom! That's South Korea forcing Google to allow other payment options on the Play Store. Washa! Now that was the European Parliament finally passing legislation that will force Apple to put USB-C on iPhones and allow third-party app stores and sideloading. Now, Apple has said they will comply with those laws because, well, they don't have a choice. But Tim Cook's spirit wasn't broken. When a reporter asked Tim why it was so hard to send ungarbled photos to their mom's Android phone, Tim said, buy your mom an iPhone. <laughs> what an absolute giga-chad. Put him in prison. And way more interesting things happened this year, but we'll have to cover them with special Christmas ultra-fast quick bits. Are you ready? No. iFixit partnered with Samsung, Google, and Steam Deck to offer parts and repair guides, and even Apple launched a repair program, so Right to Repair is going strong. Thank you, Louis Rossman, who did all of those things. Eufy's local-only cameras were found to be uploading stuff to the cloud, and while they've acknowledged and fixed some of the security issues, they haven't apologized for lying, even though it's Boxing Day. Wordle! Remember Wordle? The New York Times bought it and then no one cared about it anymore. Moving on, Stadia died. In retrospect, it seems like most people thought it was dead already, but developers found out their exclusive game launches were going to be canceled from Twitter and that sucked even more than Stadia. Speaking of sucking, game companies. Nintendo shut down the Wii U and 3DS eShop, and they copyright struck a YouTube documentary for no reason. Sony expired PS3 and PS Vita games and pulled access to some purchased movies on the PlayStation Store. Sega delisted the standalone games bundled in Sonic Origins, and Ubisoft decommissioned the DLC and multiplayer modes of many games, some of which were fairly recently released. You own nothing. Merry Christmas. Also, I put this in the news sources, completely forgot to put it in the script. The Steam Deck launched. That was awesome. We put a cooler on the back. Also, a hacking group named Lapsus hacked like all the big tech giants and released a ton of footage of GTA 6. So that, that was in there too. Whoopsies. That's dark. We gotta bring it back. On the bright side, scientists got more energy out of a fusion reaction than they put in for the first time ever. And the James Webb telescope gave us really pretty pictures of space. So think about that when you snuggle into your blankets tonight, hoping that Santa will soon be there. Sorry, it's already, it already happened. Anyways, from us here at TechLink to you, wherever you are, here's to 2023 being less wild, because I need to sleep now. Whew. Happy New Year, hot cocoa all around. You want some? I'm an AI, I can't bring We'll find a way. You wanna say Merry Christmas, Jake? Merry Christmas. The, why are you sad? You just have like a sad schlump. Merry Christmas. Because, is it because this is releasing Merry on, Christmas. Is it because this is releasing on Boxing Day and not Christmas? Wow, what are you, a monster? God. I'm relaxing. You can't please everybody.